Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You're tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Pam Setzer started singing music when she was five years old and spent 16 years singing in her family band. She got to meet Doc Watson and Maybelle Carter when she was nine. She sang a song to Merle Haggard and was even on Hee Haw with her mom. She spent a lot of her adult years treating her music more like a hobby, but in recent years has decided to pursue it as a full-time venture. Pam joins us on this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about her musical journey and her latest album, Apple and Setzer, a duet with friend Brad Apple. Hi, Pam. Welcome to the podcast. Well, hey, Greg. It's great to be with you today. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to talk to us for a few minutes about your music and all that's going on in in your life, and you're in Arkansas. Is that right? I am. I'm located in uh, Mountain View, Arkansas, which is in north central Arkansas. Is that where you grew up? I did. Uh, my family moved here when I was two years old. Mm. So uh, this has been home. Uh, it's it's home to the Ozark Folk Center. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Sure, yeah. It's a great, great venue here. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, other than I did music totally for about three years. And so I, I did live in a part of the time in another uh, in Hot Springs, Arkansas. But no, Mountain View is home. Okay. And I, I, reading through some of your notes, I, I take it you grew up pretty much in a musical family with music all around. I did. I started singing with my mom and dad as the Simmons family when I was five years old. Wow. And uh, we had what we call the Hoot Nanny, which was on at our courthouse here in Mountain View. Uh-huh. So that's where I got my start. Okay. And uh, we sang as a family until I was 21. Wow. I'm the youngest of four children, so Greg, this gave me an opportunity to see a lot of places sure. that I would not have been able to do if it hadn't yeah. been for my music. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's been a, a major part of my life and, and education as well. How far out from your home center did you did the band travel when you were growing up? One of, well... 
when I was 10, we went to Washington, D.C. It oh, was wow. the Folk Life, the Folk Life Festival yeah. um, in 1970 when they were featuring the Ozarks. And so we were there for about a week. Uh, it was my first time to ever fly. Wow. And, of course, so much history there. Uh, the Smithsonian. It was just I've never forgotten that experience. Mm, mm, that's cool. Um, we went to Philadelphia, Baltimore, Dallas, you know, just several different places. And uh, when I was 16, um, my mom and I had the opportunity to be on Hee Haw. Oh, cool. So, yeah, we played the Mountain Dulcimer. They were featuring unusual instruments. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were able to do that. So, you know, music has taken me a lot of places. And course we did a lot of things in our home state we we played a lot of different places to promote mountain view and the ozark folk center so you know it was um just a great uh, great childhood yeah growing up. sounds like it you mentioned that that lasted until you were 21 is that right what would it what was next where, where did you go after that when I turned 21, I had the opportunity to become the lead female vocalist in a show called The Country Music Story, which was in Hot Springs, Arkansas, at a big outdoor amphitheater. Hmm. And uh, so I did that for three summers. I would keep a place here in Mountain View, so that was a seasonal job. And then I would come back home. And uh, as you know how we have to do when we're musicians, I would substitute in school some and uh, yeah. you know, I taught dulcimer lessons, anything to uh, pay the bills. Right. Yeah. Yes. And so I did that for three years. Then I came back to Mountain View and, uh, started performing again here in, at the folk center. Well, I, I never missed a year, uh, performing at the folk center. I just was not here for the whole season. Mm-hmm. And then when I, uh, got married and I had children and I had a day job, you know, I, I did music on the side as much as I could. Mm-hmm. And um, so. Did you have a particular uh, line of work that you pursued outside of the music for your day job? Well, I did go to a Votech school and I, I did business. Um, I worked at the Mountain View Telephone Company for 23 years. Oh, wow. Okay. And there I was, you know, I worked with public. I was out in the front. Um, waiting on people, and uh, then I moved over to Bank of Mountain View, which has then changed to Centennial Bank, Mm -hmm. and there I was a business development officer for 10 years, which was great. I mean, I loved both of my jobs, but I'm a real people person, Mm -hmm. so uh, being business development, um, you know, that was great. My daughter uh, had a, a little boy, and then she was about to have her second child, and my husband said, you know, why don't you retire and do your music and mm-hmm. help with the grandkids? Yeah. Well, Greg, it didn't take him twisting my arm, and I said, <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's yeah. do it. Right. What have you been waiting for? <laughs> yeah. Well, I would have done this four years ago. Right. <laughs> uh, so, and I love my job, but it's it's so nice to um, do my music and be able to just really focus on that. Yeah. And uh, so... That's that's been four years now. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I, I read where you had some interesting uh, learning experiences as a left-handed musician growing up. 
Oh, yes, I did. I, <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> Being a left-handed person myself, uh, I'm curious to hear, because uh, I know, uh, even probably not so much, uh, you know, when, when we were growing up, but not that long prior to that, being a left-handed person was almost a handicap uh, in certain certain industries. And so I'm just curious to hear how, as a younger person, you, you um, worked through that. Well, and Greg, actually... Years ago, in um, in schools, you know, they would not let you be right-handed. Right, they would right. Teach you. I mean, that was. But of course, but when I was in school, they did allow you to be left-handed. Sure. And yeah. uh, my first instrument was an auto harp, and that one I could lay on my lap and I could strum, of course, with my left hand and do the chord bars with my right hand. Um, just not hold it up like you normally mm-hmm. play. I mm-hmm. played it on my lap. And so when I was nine, my mom had started playing the mountain dulcimer and I wanted to learn and she tried to teach me right handed and I just, I just could not, I was not going anywhere with it. Mm -hmm. And Lynn McSpadden, who, um, McSpadden dulcimers, he said, well, let me, let me try to set her up one left handed. And so he changed the strings over and then I took off with it. Hmm. Um, now this is the weird thing. I played, I play some upright bass mm-hmm. and, uh, I play it normal, you know, so as a right-handed, I, as a right-handed okay. person. Um, and then of course I play the spoons and I play those left-handed and I started playing guitar. I was about 23 when I actually started playing guitar. And, um, my first guitar was a Yamaha and, um, you know, the thing is, you had to special order because mm-hmm. most stores did not have left-handed instruments. Mm-hmm. Now, my latest guitar, I was able to find a place in Texas that sells totally left-handed instruments. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yes. Yeah. You know, I didn't know there was that many of us out there. But, you know, there's <laughs> well, there's you, a lot of us in our right mind. Right, so I was going to say, <laughs> we're the only ones in our right mind, so... <laughs> Uh, we can say that since we're both left-handed. That's right. <laughs> um, so you mentioned being able to retire and and pursue your music uh, more from a full-time perspective. What did that look like for you when you were able to do that? What What was the approach that you took then? Well, I had a new, uh, brand new solo album coming out about that time, um, which I had been been wanting to do for several years charlie sandage who is a singer songwriter from this area had wanted uh, me to record an album of his music Mm. and so Mm -hmm. that's what now is and one of the songs on now is called neighbors and neighbors was written for my family many years ago probably when i was about 16 years old Mm. and we Charlie wrote it for our family, and and I had recorded it on a family album, but it had not been recorded since then, you know, by me. So I for sure wanted to do that one on that project, and the Isaacs joined me on that song. Oh, okay. So I hope you you get a chance to hear that one. But there's just a lot of great um, songs on there, and and one thing that was so fun for me, I mean, I love to do – old original you know songs that people recognize and and all of that but it was really fun 
to record some songs that no one else had recorded because it becomes your song then, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that, that was really uh, fun and interesting on that project. And once I got that out, uh, which I have to give a shout out to Valerie Smith and Bell Buckle Records mm-hmm. because uh, that project was released under Bell Buckle Records. And uh, she's, she's done a great job at trying to get my music out there. Then recently, um, after I got that one recorded, Brad Apple and I, who have performed together off and on for about 30 years, we became a duo in 2017, and so we started working on a, a duo project. Mm-hmm. So that was just released August 1st, and uh, so and it's it's got uh, it does have some originals. It has an original instrumental that I wrote called Hayes's Hoedown. A song I wrote called Too Far Gone. And then Brad has a couple of originals. Grandma Dance with the Arkansas Traveler, which was co-written by Brad Apple and Charlie Sandage. And A Friend You'd Never Met, which Brad Apple wrote. Mm. So, But then it's got some songs that uh, everyone's going to recognize. So it's, it's, it's a really good combination. And the title of the new one is what? It's a self-titled Apple and Setzer. Okay. And that that just came out right the first of this month, August. Yes, yeah. it sure did. Okay, um, you mentioned songwriting. Um, is that something you've done a lot of in your career? No, I haven't, uh, Greg. I, it's I want to do more of that, and I feel like now where I have time, you know, most of the songs I've written, it's it's kind of weird. They just come to me, and I mm-hmm. that first one, the one on this project called "Too Far Gone." That was during a time in my life when a relationship was too far gone. Mm. And so uh, I I wrote that song, and it's like it just poured, you know, came to me. Uh, I have an instrumental dulcimer tune called Crooked Ridge that I wrote several years ago. Um, And then I've written a few more dulcimer tunes. And um, I've written one year I wrote a song for my husband, which is on a, a different CD mm-hmm. that we did locally uh, called Love of My Life. And so that was an, a high point. That was a Christmas present for him one year. But as far as really sitting down and dedicating uh, to try, I really have never done that. But it is something that I want to pursue in my career. Um, the uh, process of writing your songs, everybody seems to have a different uh, approach to that what works best for you how do you find um, where you get your inspiration from and when you get inspired to do that do you do you have a, a space that you go set at to work on them or is it a little more organic than that no I don't have I, and I really I guess I haven't done enough mm-hmm. to really develop that uh, mine it seemed like you know, there's some thought that comes to my mind, uh, just like this too far gone. I, I was in a, a sad place and I felt like, you know, it was just too far gone. And I sat down with my guitar on my couch and of course I was home alone mm-hmm. and, uh, actually crying during the time that I wow. wrote this because it was just, it was pouring out my emotions, you yeah, know, yeah. and, and really, kind of a healing thing at the same time because um you know you're putting those emotions out there and um Hayes's hoedown I wrote 
my husband had gone, uh, we'd gone on a trip and we were in our motor home. And so I get my dulcimer out and I, I'm sitting there and I just start doodling around and I, I write this instrumental. Hmm. So, you know, it, it's just, so for me, I know a lot of people are more structured as far as, and I think if you do a lot of songwriting, you, you come up with sure, some kind of yeah. a, a process, mm-hmm, you know, but mm-hmm. um, I, I've just not ever gotten to that point. How do you decide what songs from other writers that you would like to record? Well, for instance, this album that I put out, the solo album now, uh, Charlie, he he's known me for years, so he knows kind of my style and what I might like. And so he went through his catalog of songs and sent me several songs. Mm. And I took several weeks you know, I would listen through, and there's some that I'm going, yes, immediately. The first time that I, I hear it, I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Grandma Dance with the Arkansas Traveler uh, is a song that the first time I heard that song, I knew I wanted to record it. Hmm. I, I want to do a video with that one. I think it would be just a great, fun video. Yeah. Um, Pretty Dresses, which is on now. That song, the first time I heard the lyrics, I cried. It just touched me, and I mm. knew I wanted to do it. Mm. Um, like on our Apple and Setzer, you know, Brad and I, we perform regular together. So there are some songs that we do that we had been performing that we knew we, we just loved. We loved to sing. Hand Me Down My Walking Cane um, is one. Mm-hmm. And for me, my parents, I grew up hearing my parents sing that song. Mm. So it's a great connection. Um, you know, we wanted to do a few originals and so that's where we picked, you know, I, I did a dulcimer thing and he did t- and too far gone. I was on that. Um, Brad had written this, a friend you'd never met, which I had never heard him do it until we decided to do this album. And he sent me a copy of it and it, he's, Brad is a great musician, great guitar player, mandolin player. Well, he plays them all Mm -hmm. but this really features his finger picking style guitar on it and uh, it's really neat because he said the idea for that song came from it was a line that he heard uncle jesse speak of in that the dukes of hazard oh really okay you know a a stranger is just a friend you've never met Uh. and and you know that's really true you know so that's where he got the his inspiration for that song. And I guess for a lot of people, cause I, I hear people say, you know, they hear a line and they write it down. And, and then later, you know, they, they develop a song around that line. Yeah. yeah. So, um, we were talking earlier about, uh, IBMA, which is the uh, international bluegrass music associations, big event, uh, coming up here at the end of September. And, and you had mentioned you were, um, getting to be, out there uh for that this time for the first time um do you are you bringing your uh apple and setzer music or your your solo music with you to that and are you going to be able to get to perform while you're there well i don't know that if i'm going to get to perform but i will be bringing i'll I'll probably be uh i'm going to be coming solo this year Mm -hmm. it just wouldn't work for brad to come so I'll, i'll be coming solo this year but you know, and promoting mine and uh, 
and of course, any chance I get, I'll promote apple insects or two. But mm-hmm. um, I'm really excited to be part of that because I've, I've never, I've never been to it, and so I think it'll be really a, a fun event. A lot of networking. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some people there I know, but I'm hoping that I'll meet a lot of new people. Yeah. I'm hoping I get to meet you, Greg. Yeah, we'd love to have you come by our booth and uh, hang out for a little while and, and bring your CDs along. That'd be great, too. <laughs> you bet. Um, do you, uh, when you get a chance to get out now that you're you're not working the, the proverbial day job, do, are you looking to get out on some sort of tour playing a little more regularly with your music outside of the state even i would love that greg i really you know i've always wanted to do that and i've just never had enough time i mean i I do a lot of gigs out of town all through my life i have Mm -hmm. but to be able to really book something and be out for several days you know i would love to do that and and you know it's to me it's so fun to go out and uh, and play for a crowd that's you know maybe never seen you or sure. heard you or yeah. and I'll always play in Mountain View you know I play regular at a little theater here in town uh, but that I can always get somebody to fill in so right. if I need to be gone I can not have a show or get a yeah. group to fill in for me yeah, so I, I'm really in a in a good spot right now yeah and I'm just trying to. Uh, try to make some connections and figure out how to get that ball rolling, yeah. you know, because once you get some dates going and you get in that kind of circle, then you, you can get more, sure. um, more dates. And that, that is what I hope for. Yeah. Well, certainly the uh, IBMA is a great place to do that. So uh, I, I hope that that, that is a catalyst for you to, to get out on the road and uh, share your music a little more uh, broadly with some other folks, too. So that would be awesome. Well, thank you, Greg. Tell us how to get in touch with you and the website and where they can uh, hear the new music. Well, as far as if if you're on Facebook, uh, I have a Pam Setzer musician page, and we also have an Apple and Setzer page. So it would be great if you could like both of those pages. And then we have YouTube channels, and we would need we need subscribers. Uh, so if you could do that. And then my website is pamsetzer.com, and you can find my music on there. You can find our Apple and Setzer, our new album on there. And those that music is also on all the digital platforms Great to download. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, Pam. I appreciate it. Wish you the best of luck, and we'll we'll get to meet you soon. Thank you. I hope so. Thank you so much for having me, Greg. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.